0: We're
1: live. Sweet. Oh, that's it. that's working. Boom. Awesome. Gotta jump in Discord. Uh yeah, let me get the uh YouTube. Leo. Trump man, Trump man's got jokes always.
0: Oh yeah. I'm just going to drop the, uh, the links if you want to intro it.
1: Yep. Uh, let me see. All right, I'm getting, what do I have open here while I'm getting? Repeat uh audio. Probably YouTube. Yeah, I don't think I've needed YouTube. Yep, that's much better. That would make sense, yeah. Neil usually does all it. right
0: everybody. Welcome to the uh weekly AMA. We obviously don't have uh Neil this week. Yes, um he's at uh, conference coach. all day. Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, we got, uh, the July 23rd, 2021, 2021 weekly AMA, uh, Mitch, also known as Scaredy Cat Guide, and I will be playing host and we have Cal, the founder of Leo Finance. And, uh, we're going to do a quick little AMA this uh, week. I apologize for any background noise in advance. I am visiting family up North. So. I got a little makeshift setup here in the living room, but uh, we got questions in the Discord AMA chat and uh, I'm gonna keep an eye on YouTube as well. And I believe is gonna keep an eye on Twitter. All right, so um, I'm gonna jump into the uh, Discord questions because there's a handful that were already sitting there. Sounds good. Uh, scroll back up here. All right. Uh I'm not even gonna kind of filter them. I'm just gonna just go down the list here. So we might have some double ups if we do, we'll just move on. But uh short segments asked uh if we can have an update on the IDO and if the Polygon Leo token has uh, been given a name yet.
0: Um, yeah, so so there's a couple of things with the Ido. So um, first of all, we still have a bunch of uh, press releases that we're going out uh, that we're going to send out soon. Um, just kind of delete those a little bit, uh, just to formalize some more of the information around the Ido and the BNB rewards. Um, so all that stuff is still going to roll out soon. And then in terms of IDOs, we've got, um, the Polygon Cub IDO, which is obviously an internal IDO. So that's a new platform that, that is going to launch, uh, based on cub, but obviously separate from cub, uh, but it'll IDO through the new, uh, IDO system that we built. And then, um, we actually had a team after the AMA, I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, but. After the AMA, where we started talking about IDOs, um, we had a team from Binance Smart Chain actually reach out uh, and say that they wanted to IDO through Cub um, through that new system we've created. So um, they're launching a new um, yield app and uh, AMM platform. So if you're familiar with, uh, say, like Panther Swap and and, uh, AMMs, I think there's one called Buy Swap it's pretty similar to. If you're familiar with those uh, that's what their platform is and they've got uh, some VC funding and then I think they're going to do a little bit more uh, VC raising. Um, And then they're going to do their IDO raise through cub Um, so we're kind of working out the details of of what they're looking for exactly uh, in terms of their raise. Um, But. The, there's actually four, and this, the posts that we release about IDOs, we'll talk about this in more detail. Uh, but there's actually four different types of IDOs that you can do through the CUB uh, IDO system, and the one that they're thinking about doing is uh, similar to the the uh, IFO process that some other uh, platforms have done. Uh, and that's basically where you take a new a new pool is created, uh, and it'll be basically CUB-BUSD. Um, and then, if you want to participate in the IDO, you'll pool uh, CUB against BUSD and then deposit the LP tokens uh, in the IDO vault. Uh, and then, all the CUB portion of what gets deposited will actually get burned 100% of it. And then, all of the BUSD will actually go to their team, um, the team that is launching the IDO. And then, um, they'll use that BUSD as uh, seed liquidity for their uh, native token pool uh, when they launch their platform and then, um, the, uh, and, and then obviously the users get in in exchange for depositing those LP tokens, the user, uh, gets, um, the, their native token. So at, and they get their native token at presale IDO prices. So obviously it's a, the whole point of the IDO system is not only um, to burn cub, but it's actually to give cub users first access to uh, new platforms before their token is even live. Um, and obviously it all runs through cub um, Yeah, that's the way somebody's jumping on. Um, yeah, so the IDOs are really interesting. So that's one part of the IDO. And then obviously you've got the polygon platform uh, for cub and that's another idea which will um, that IDEO is actually structured where it's just straight up cub. So users will deposit only cub and it'll all get burned. Um, and then in exchange, they'll get the new polygon token. Um, so, so basically we've got two IDOs coming up and they each use, uh, one of the four, uh, IDO structures that we made. Um, and the post whenever we decide to release the the post about the Ido system, we'll talk about the different structures and, and, uh, hopefully attract some people that are interested in ideas. Um, and outside of outside of the Polygon stuff that we're doing, and then the BSC platform that contacted us, uh, there might be one other Ido that that uh, we're kind of negotiating on, which will be a hive engine based Ido. So that one will probably be a little bit smaller, because it's obviously, you know, a hive token. Um, but it will still be uh, still be an interesting use case for the Ido. So it'll be cool to see how it all performs because we've got uh, a Polygon Ido and then we've got a Binance Smart Chain Ido And then if this Hive one goes through, we'll have a Hive Engine Ido. So we'll kind of get a set nice, uh, for the videos through CUB uh, through those three. Um, so that's kind of the, the rundown on IDEOs.
1: Yeah, no, it's pretty badass. And I wasn't even uh, aware of those other models. That's interesting with the like, IFO style. Um, Oh, look at this guy dropping in. I don't I don't I don't have uh, uh, the bandwidth of time for all Rollins questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um all right, cool. So uh that's interesting. That's so I, I with that IFO, like you said, they're gonna have their own native platform. So we wouldn't even see their token on Cub Finance, um, the Binance Marching Cub Finance. Um that would it would just be essentially uh, the gateway or the, uh, pre-sale and all that would happen. And then well, they're going to have their own site. That's or actually where it gets,
0: yeah, that's actually where it gets a little interesting. So they're going to have their own site, their own farms, their own, uh, automated, uh, market maker exchange. So it's, it's basically a fork of pancake swaps, uh, AMM. So they'll actually have their own liquidity pools. So where it gets, starts to get even more interesting long-term is that they're going to set up a cub, uh, pool on their AMM so and and they'll set it up on their farm as well and it'll be incentivized so there's actually going to be a cub kingdom that comes out which i know a lot of people have asked for um there's going to be a cub farm kingdom that comes out which will be based on their platform uh so basically people and i don't i don't know what it's going to be yet it might be something like cub uh, cub dash btc or something um so you'll be able to pool cub against bitcoin and then uh, deposit it on a cub kingdom. And that kingdom contract will deposit it on uh, this new platforms uh, uh, farming page and uh, and basically earn rewards in their token and convert those rewards back into cub Bitcoin. Um, and then also earn some cub on top of that. So that'll be the first uh, external cub kingdom basically. Um, and then uh, obviously in exchange for, for kind of this collaboration um we're going to create a kingdom for their native token um so there's going to be a a kingdom with a small cub multiplier um that will support uh their token um on their platform so it'll earn their platform's rewards and then auto compound it back into their token uh or into that that kingdom position and then it'll also earn a little, little bit of cub um so that's kind of the this will kind of be the first practical use case of the of the idos for external use um so if that goes successfully i think i think it's a, a major milestone for cub uh in terms of what we're going to be doing in the future through uh collaborating with other platforms
1: yeah 100 i mean you know in the end you want to bring eyeballs and capital to the platform and that's exactly what that does
2: right can you can you fellas hear me yes sir hey what's up um one suggestion as these projects approach cup finance is you develop some type of um go no go gauge some type of criteria for these projects because what you want are you know the best projects so that upon launch you know they're successful you know you don't get this pump and dump. you know so that will come with time and trial and error but something to uh you know keep in the back of your, your mind
0: yeah, and I think it's an interesting conversation because a lot of uh, you know, I, I think a lot of us have been participating in some of these, uh, you know, shitcoin launches on all these different platforms like Polygon and everything, uh, trying to snipe the launches and, and get in and get out really quickly on the pump and dump. Um, and I think there's definitely I mean, if you look at the TVL and the money moving through DeFi, there's definitely demand for getting into anything, even if it, even if you know that it's not a good platform. Uh, and you're basically just p- playing like a, a little gambling game to see if you can get in and out before everyone else. Um, so I, I, I think I think what's going to be interesting with the IDOs is that we'll allow pretty much any platform to Ido, um, yeah. but how we decide to structure the Ido, and then also, you know, uh, provide disclaimers to anyone who participates in the Ido. Um, that's where stuff starts to get you know interesting in terms of. We're, we're going to provide the opportunities. It's just like Kingdoms, but it's up to the user to decide if the base platform is is worth their time and if it's you know secure enough to to utilize. So, when it comes to DeFi, it's it's always you know do your own research and and uh, participate at your own risk. But uh, I think there's definitely demand to participate in pretty much any platform that has some level of potential, uh, short term or long term.
1: Yeah, but understand. definitely
0: need a lot of disclaimers for it.
1: Oh, 100%. Always got to have the disclaimers, Not financial advice. Um, Roland, <laughs> no one in Discord can hear you cuz you're not in the Discord uh, audio. So oh, Okay. You jump in that um just make sure you uh um deafen yourself and then uh either mute your mic except for when you're talking or just throw in some headphones otherwise we're going to get the, that echo effect. Okay, got it. So um I'm going to try and uh, batch some questions here. we has got a lot of questions um, and limited time. So uh, I got some Leo Bridge questions from short segments and from Steve, uh, who's one of my normies. Um, so I'm going to kind of put these in one uh, Leo Bridge uh, package. What do we got from short segments? I got segments? one
0: quick question on uh, Telegram anyone know why cub shows that it's worth zero on Blockfolio? So Blockfolio recently, well, kind of semi recently, they slowly started to deprecate their support of pancake swap, um, the old pancake swap farms, uh, and basically the old pancake swap APIs. So okay. they're no longer showing the, the cub value correctly. Um, and we actually do have a plan to migrate the cub farms into, uh, the updated pancake swap router.
1: Cool. Uh, that's actually going to be another question, too, in regards to uh, pancake swap versions. Um, I'll jump into that after the uh, Leo Bridge stuff. So, uh, please, ca- uh, I'm not sure if I understand this. Hopefully, you do. Please car- clarify what tokens the transaction fees on Leo Bridge will be paid in, as in Ether, BNB, or Matic.
0: Um what well it dep- so if you're moving from Ethereum to Binance Smart Chain um you're obviously paying Ethereum gas fees um and if you're moving from Binance Smart Chain to uh, to Polygon you're going to be paying B gas fees uh and then eventually when we have Polygon to Binance Smart Chain you're going to be paying MATIC uh, uh fees in terms of gas uh so it just kind of right. depends on the the starting side of the bridge
1: yeah so i mean the easy gauges wherever you start from is essentially the guess you are to be paying in terms right. of the token type um all right i know uh what's the status of little bridge right now i know we've been getting uh, a lot of kickouts the last few days um and uh i guess once that uh those issues gonna be rectified and then uh what's the status of uh I guess refunds on failed transactions over the last uh, few days.
0: Yeah. So we're working on a uh we're working on an update for, for Leo Bridge, um, both in terms of uh UI and backend. So on the UI, we need to add a limiter. because uh, a lot of the failed transactions recently were um basically they were they were too small. Um, so they they're obviously not big enough. Like one of these transactions is for forty-six USDC. So, um, what happens when you send a transfer that low? Actually, the lowest one was thirty-three USDT. So, when you send a transaction that low, it's not going to make it through the bridge um, for for a number of reasons. But um, we're going to add a limiter uh, on the UI so that you know obviously users can't send um, below the minimum. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, and then another thing is uh, on the BNB contract side, we've got a, a fix to deploy. So um, I'm hoping that we'll have that kind of all deployed within is it the 23rd, by, definitely by the end of the month, we'll have kind of all these different fixes deployed, both on the front end and back end. Um, and then the failed transactions, obviously are waiting for the BNB contract, but um i think we'll be able to process those sooner than we roll out the contract update so um should be pretty uh i hate to say soon but it should be soon
1: okay um i'm sorry i'm like multitasking i'm looking at the next uh, questions that uh, roll into this so uh refresh me in regards to the refunds thing would you say just sometime soon
0: yeah i was uh we're waiting for this uh particular part of the contract but uh, um it's actually it's going to get halted so that we can process the because basically if we update and process the refunds, there's a chance that it would get double spent. Um, gotcha. so instead of doing that, we got to halt it and then send the refunds. So um actually okay, cool. Possibly today it will get halted and then we'll do the refunds. Um or uh, you know, sometime this weekend at the latest, I would
1: say. Okay. So ETA roughly a few sometime in the next few days. Yeah. Um all right, so uh nodex question kind of flows into this so he says when are you going to migrate the fr- farms particularly belio to pancake swap version two the reason is that i believe the leo bridge has become, unre- become unreliable as it's still using pancake swap version one uh, and also uh, i think there's no question actually so i'll let you just answer that for now
0: yeah so we're going to migrate um the cub farms so that's cub usd cub bnb and then also the b leo bnb uh farm to the new pancake swap router um so that will obviously fix some of the leo bridge issues um and then also um it will fix uh the cub uh pricing api issues uh awesome in terms of a timeline i don't yeah we don't really have a timeline for that but uh it's more it's, it's not necessarily a, a technical thing at all it's more just um more just, you know, like a community migration uh, that we should announce and just kind of make sure everyone understands fully what to do in terms of withdrawing, because you're gonna have to withdraw your LP. Uh, then you're going to have to, um, you're going to get cub USD, for example, back into your wallet uh, as liquid cub and liquid USD. And then you're gonna have to repool it um, on the new pancake swap router. Um, so some oh, some more logistical things that go into that.
1: Okay, yeah um and then does that uh kind of last piece of his question is so if we do that push to version two will that also change uh in terms of the lp like uh as far as um you can lp on the club website rather than going into pancake swap
0: if we decide to run our own version of the pancake swap v2 then you would be able to use that but there is a, a chance that we we just use the pancake swap exchange instead of running our own, because there's kind of a lot of issues that go into that.
1: 100 percent And it's a whole nother ball of wax. And it's something I've thought of though, yeah. because obviously you're you know essentially sending people to another site, um, which you know usually is kind of a no-no in business and marketing. Right. But but yeah, given that packet. though,
0: in in DeFi on these. These blockchains a lot of these websites send you to uh external amms just because it's such a pain in the ass basically to run your own amm website so um and to keep up to date with all the different apis uh so like if you look at Auto Farm, for example which is kind of where cub has migrated toward uh yeah. in terms of you know vision um you know they basically don't even have an amm they've got one that's in beta but nobody uses it um, gotcha so that's kind of where I think uh where I think it's headed.
1: No, it makes sense. Um all right. Uh we'll circle over to the room stuff later. Uh what I got geyser questions. Uh Rolly Rob asked, when update on Rap Leo Geyser, third week in a row. Um so yeah, geyser update.
0: Yeah. So the geyser will go out for um the update, the updated Geyser uh, router will be ready. I don't know what the timeline is. Maybe two weeks. We were just talking. To, I was just on a dev call about that. Um, and the payouts so far um, will go out for. Uh, they'll go out before probably sometime this weekend as well. Uh, but they'll go out through uh, August first. Um, since we're updating the, the routers and how the geyser basically collects the rewards and, and distributes them, um, the the geyser is basically offline right now. Um, and it won't be online again until we we basically roll the update out. So um, instead, we're just going to roll out the, the geyser payouts through the 1st of uh, August. Um, so it'll be kind of, it'll basically push us a little bit ahead of schedule so that within two weeks, which would be the next Geyser payout mid August, uh, the, the Geyser will basically be back online uh, with an updated version. So then we won't have to worry about it. Um, okay.
1: Is that August so one? So basically
0: just pushing it forward
1: a little bit. Okay. So now paid through August one and is that gonna be paid on August one or?
0: No, it'll be paid through August one before August one. Um,
1: okay, cool.
0: Just to kind of give us some, some uh basically some lead time before we yeah, can no. uh, roll it out.
1: That's awesome. All right. Um, also one update on 3% BNB rewards for staking in Cub Kingdom. Um, yeah. So
0: that all of the BNB stuff is actually ready now. Um, and we're basically just going to do some testing and then we'll deploy, um, deploy it on the back end And then we just have to do a UI update um, so that people can claim it um, from the Cub UI. So, uh, that will be, uh, that'll be soon also.
1: Swen, soon day. When, yeah. All right, cool. And that actually covered, uh, two people asked that question. So we got Chris and, uh, that was Rolly Rob's others. Uh, what do we got? What is this out of the gate? Will WLeo.io support PLEO transfers in and out of the Polygon blockchain?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, so we'll be launching the PLEO token, and then uh, similar to how the WO.io website works now, there's gonna be WLEO.io for ETH, and then there's gonna be WLEO.io slash BSC for Binance Smart Chain, and then the same thing slash uh, Polygon for for, uh, for the Polygon blockchain. And then the, the PLEO, the, the Polygon extension of Leo Bridge will potentially be ready when we launch the the polygon platform but it might not be ready all at the same time so um it just kind of depends on how our development looks obviously they're being developed in parallel so um the timelines might not line up perfectly but um uh, we're hoping to get leo bridge out within a close proximity of, of polygon uh the the polygon platform launch so that obviously our users could could uh you know, so the community can move assets from buying a smart chain to Polygon easily uh, through the bridge. Polygon transfers are actually somewhat difficult. They, they've gotten a lot better recently though, um, just getting money onto the Polygon blockchain and then uh, transferring funds out of it.
1: Okay, cool. Um I'm just making sure we have nothing else in that same topic. Uh, nope, I think we're switching gears now to uh, if Leo Finance creates a trading pair on Thorchain decks, will it need to be wrapped since Thorchain uses atomic swaps?
0: Yeah. So let's talk about a few things for uh for Thorchain. So um the w- when it comes to the token support, obviously there's no blockchain uh extension to Hive, so or Hive Engine. So um we can't use native Leo on Thorchain unless we decide to develop our own uh basically solution and then merge it with Thorchain repos, which is obviously I think just more work than is than is worth. Um so what a lot of tokens on ThorChain are doing uh is setting up an ERC20 um and then launching as an ERC20 on Thorchain. So uh because obviously all the infrastructure is built for that. <laughs> but recently they've had some Ethereum routing issues. So uh it's kind of a good thing that we uh that we haven't launched uh wrap it's gonna be RAP Leo, um dash rune on Thorchain. Obviously it's a good thing that we haven't launched that yet because their their ETH router has gotten hacked now. Uh is it twice? Three times. Uh three times. So um basically, you know, we're we're kind of letting them work out the kinks before we we uh launch rapleo there. Um and then um you know in, in other kind of in in the same kind of scope of things uh the rune price has been really low lately so it's been allowing uh allowing me to basically accumulate a, ro- a lot of rune um to the point where I could potentially launch a thorchain node um in the near future so if we end up launching a thorchain node it's obviously going to be a, a leo finance community node um, so it'll point kind of the whole ThorChain community back to to Leo Finance. So it's just kind of some good marketing um, and then obviously just just good in general to to kind of open up our collaboration with ThorChain a lot more uh, deeply. So um, the Wrap Leo pool is one thing. And then obviously, if we start running a ThorChain node, that's going to be huge um, in terms of ongoing uh, collaboration with their community. Um, and then with features like the community pages on Leo Finance. Uh, I basically I think uh, I think there's a lot of cool collaborative opportunities, not just with Thorchain but with other projects as well. Um, and then also just kind of a, a mini announcement. Um, we are getting a lot closer on the Leo Finance um, mobile app and the um, basically basically what's going to happen is that we're launching a mobile app. Framework that can also be used for desktop. So, what we're what we're likely going to do is actually merge the existing Leo Finance website, LeoFinance.io, and the mobile app code, and then we're going to create one repo that can be used for for mobile, uh, the mobile apps, Android and iOS, and then also the web app. Um, so the same repo for all three, um, and that will basically be a complete overhaul of what Leo Finance is today in terms of an application, um, so it'll be like a totally different UI, uh, and it'll be—I uh, think it'll be pretty interesting, especially since obviously you'll have native mobile, and then the web app will be way faster.
1: That is very interesting. So I'd
0: say time timeline-wise, I think we're looking at about one month
1: uh, for all of that. So the desktop UI is going to essentially look different.
0: Yeah, it'll look a little different, um, and the it'll be a lot more smooth, a lot faster. Um, it's basically just built on a totally different framework than our current UI, um, and uh, and then obviously the mobile app will be, uh, you know, you'll have push notifications, all that kind of stuff. So uh, it'll be really cool. Nice. And that also that also kind of lays the foundation for uh, for Project Blank later this year, which will use all of the same frameworks um so so you know desktop uh, and mobile app uh for project blank will be a it'll be a fork of the leo finance app
1: no doubt um one alpha just asked is there some place or address where i could see cub tokens allocated for burning but have not been burned yet
0: um so some of the cub tokens get um some of the cub tokens actually pool up or essentially pull up an address before they're they're manually burned uh but a lot of the burns since the exchange or since the uh migration to kingdoms are going to be autonomous so uh i would say just keep an eye on the total cub burned number
1: okay uh what did the fine dollar say here ios app cannot link to external code browser functionality will get blocked i.e trust wallet I'm assuming that's in regards to uh not sure what he, i'm not sure a little finance uh, app i don't know but that doesn't surprise me that it's ios that uh causes drama hashtag android for life um <laughs> yeah. anyway uh there was uh i saw some questions actually in general yesterday that i told him to put in here because it was good stuff but uh, it was in relation to the kingdoms and the um Photo compounding in terms of, you know, the, uh, native token, the stake token. And I'm curious about that too. Um, because, uh, who was it It might've been Nordic. I I, have put in, was talking about the way the code works, uh, the way contracts work and, uh, what triggers that. So, um, I personally want to get a better understanding in regards to like, let's just say, I don't know, like the belt, uh, not actually, you know, I think they were talking more about the uh, PCS ones. So in regards to like any of the PCS kingdoms in regards to earning cake that's sold into, you know, that staked token that we get more of, is that, what is that process? So I want to go understanding, like, is that automated where it happens, at, at, you know, X amount of time, or is that triggered by a certain event? What drives yeah, that? so.
0: So the way that smart contracts work uh, is basically that there's there's code that that cannot be altered uh, in the smart contract, and you launch the smart contract. Um, and within a smart contract, you can have uh, basically uh, triggers for particular events. So um, for the Kingdoms contracts, there's a trigger, uh, and when that trigger is called, um, it will basically take the rewards that it's that uh, the, the pooled LP tokens have earned. So let's use pancake swap as an example. Uh, It will earn cake rewards and then basically they're waiting to be harvested, right? Like any other uh, DeFi, you know, uh, liquidity pool farming uh, system. Uh, They're waiting to be harvested. So when the smart contract is triggered, um, it will harvest those rewards and then it will uh, convert the the cake. So let's take BNB BUSD as the example. It'll take the cake rewards that that kingdom has earned uh, and it'll sell the cake into BNB and BUSD and then it'll repool it, uh, get LP tokens and then distribute it to the balances of all the liquidity providers uh, in the kingdom. Um, So smart contracts on their own uh, can't have basically automated triggers. So there's, there's uh, something, something external needs to call the trigger in the smart contract. Um, so for the kingdom's contracts, there's a, there's a trigger in there. And when that trigger is called the auto compounding effect takes place. Um, so, um, actually the, the auto compounder was down for about, I think it was like 30 something hours. Uh, and it was actually just because the script that calls the smart contract was down, um, but I know a lot of people are concerned cause that doesn't seem like it's, you know, decentralized or or uh, or secure or whatever because you know something external is calling it uh, but that's actually just how all smart contracts work is that something external has to call it uh, and actually you can set it you can define within smart contracts uh, which addresses uh, can call the, the particular triggers um, so we actually I, I believe we have it set up now where anyone um, can call certain triggers in our smart contracts But obviously, that doesn't mean that they does not mean that anyone can do whatever they want to the smart contract, it means that the smart contract can be called to do its native function by anyone. So I guess there's a little, little nuance there um, about
1: how smart contracts work. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, and I think the problem is like, there wasn't that clarity. I mean, even for me, I assumed it was like this is automated time thing. um, But clearly, that's not how it's able to function. So it needs a triggering event.
0: Right. So the smart contract itself has the event already written. So it it's, it no the smart contract is written so that it takes the cake rewards and sells it and then gives it to the LPs, uh, in terms of like BNB, BUSD. Um, so the smart contract already knows that, but in order for the contract to do that, it needs to be told when to do it. Um, so the, the actual function is not defined by whoever tells the smart contract, it's already defined in the contract, but the the timing of that trigger is defined externally uh yeah by basically so just, just by calling that smart contract
1: exactly it's not like you know and that's the point it's not every two hours this happens it's whenever that trigger event happens it could be multiple times in one hour it could be not for six hours like right. whatever um i'm sure in right. the end though you'll end up seeing a trend so to speak um in regards to how long you know how often it's firing off um but right I'm assuming it's, so it's the same off. way Auto
0: Farm works. Um, they have their, their their script. So, like, let's say you go to Auto Farm and you pool like uh, uh, BNB uh, Bitcoin um, on uh, Belt or something. Um, there, the Auto Farm smart contract is compounding. Like, if you click on it, it'll say compounding. You know, uh, 392 times a year or something. So they're they are running basically a, a centralized script. Um, that defines how often to auto compound, and that script will tell the smart contract to auto compound itself 392 times per year. Uh, so, basically, like, you know, 1.1 times a day or something, whatever that comes out to. Um, and uh, and the, the kingdom's contracts are obviously the same way. So, um, basically, the, the script will determine the optimal compounding rate, and then it'll call on the contract to compound at that uh, defined rate.
1: Cool. Um, short segments asked, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one. Um, if Cub Kingdom's utilizing trading pairs on other yield farms like PancakeSwap, where do the assets reside? Are they on Club Finance or on PancakeSwap? My assumption is that they are on PancakeSwap.
0: Right, so if you're pooling assets and earning cake, uh, again, using uh, BNB, BUSD, um, those assets, uh, the LP tokens are living on the Pancake PancakeSwap uh, uh, farm. So in order to earn the rewards it has to be pooled there Uh, and what the kingdoms contracts do is basically um, When a user deposits LP tokens, it takes those LP tokens and puts them on pancake swap, for example. Um, And then it'll auto harvest the rewards um, and then it'll do you know whatever the contract is designed to do, uh, which in our case it's designed to take the rewards that it earns uh you know in the form of cake and convert it back into the deposited assets
1: yep and i mean we spoke about this i think in the past um you know that's one of the caveats with uh going to kingdoms is that you know funds are not essentially just cub finance in-house now you have theoretically more risk because they're going on to other sites um, which is obviously why you know there's particular sites that you're using but that's something for people to keep in mind same thing with you know the belt kingdoms you're essentially pulling. you know that money's going to be on belt um right so it quote unquote you know adds additional risk but it also adds additional return and that's generally how things work in investing um yeah and that's uh, why it's important
0: that users understand which platforms are, are underlying you know a kingdom and how secure that platform is so uh, obviously the first kingdoms that we've launched with pancake uh, Bakery and Belt; those are, you know, three of the largest platforms on Binance Smart Chain. So, you know, in theory, you have a lot less risk uh, with these platforms compared to others. And then, you know, we've already talked about this Yolo Kingdom idea, where, uh, you know, for example, we have the IDO coming up uh, with that that external platform on Binance Smart Chain, and there's going to be a kingdom uh, with their token, and then also a kingdom with Cub, like say, for example, Cub BTC uh, which will be pooled on their automated market maker. So that kingdom could be looked at as less secure as something like a belt or a pancake swap, uh, just because it's obviously a new platform that just launched. Um, and you know, you can do your own research on their, their audits and whatever they decide to come out with uh, in terms of security. Um, so obviously I think those should be basically highlighted or filtered in the UI a little bit differently than, than something like a pancake swap
1: sense um rc or ps as a long-term solution could you give a little reward for the caller who triggers the auto compound function to get rid of the dependency on the centralized script hopefully you understand that better than i do i Uh, think that's in reference to the auto compounding smart contract we're talking about with uh you know i don't know if that I mean, I kind of see what he's saying, but uh, I don't know that that would be.
0: So yeah, so I, he's basically saying, um, you know, it would it would it be beneficial to create some sort of incentive for the community to call the contract that that auto compounds, um, so that there's not a centralized script. Um, and I think there's there's very little benefit in doing that. Um, and the reason being is that, you know, let's say it's not compounding, you know, on the schedule that, that people would, you know, let, let's say that, let's say that something happens to the centralized server that, that auto that basically calls the contract to auto compound, anyone could, could call that same contract, um, and spend their BMV to do so. Um, so, so there's, there's virtually no risk necessarily um because obviously the the auto compounding script itself isn't dealing with any funds or anything uh it's literally just sending a call to the contract um so so i i just don't think it's i i don't think there's any value in that particularly um so yeah no. if you look at something like an auto farm there's they also don't do that either
1: i agree with that because i mean as far as an incentive standpoint i mean From what I saw in terms of like a triggering event, it's something like when someone uh, pulls or whatever, it's just like uh, you're going to pull when you want to pull tokens, Uh, you know, are you going to pull extra to get a little dividend? I don't think it's going to be a high enough award where it's going to motivate someone to do more than they, you know, go and do extra, so to speak. Um, So, yeah, I'm kind of feeling you on that. Uh, What do we got here? short segments asked, are you still looking at incorporating a SEO enhancing software into the Leo finance site?
0: Um, Well, I think he's referring to a while back when we were considering a uh, SEO kind of company that that specialized in that. Um, And, uh, you know, not not right now, basically, Um, it's just we, we determined that there's a lot more low hanging fruit uh, in terms of what we can do, uh, both for SEO, which is kind of related to speed, speed and site performance, uh, which I was just talking about the, the new app that we're doing, uh, which will obviously increase the speed and performance. And then, you know, have a, have a positive impact on, on, uh, basically the, the, uh, the, the SEO of the site, uh, just from the speed. So there's that. And then you've also got the, uh, you've also got the, um, the marketing company that we just hired which is doing more traditional uh types of marketing. So, I think there's yep. a lot more low hanging fruit first uh and then we can always circle back.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to uh the uh marketing materials that come out. I can't wait to see a uh cub related uh, article on like CoinDesk or something. Or come through my Google feed, I get like CoinDesk and some of the uh, you know Coin Telegram. So, that'll be badass when I see my Google feed pop up a cub uh, article gotta be badass cool um all right so for everyone to listen out there if you got any final questions get them in now because i got a jet here in seven minutes and that's already later than i kind of needed to bounce out so uh yeah i got we're gonna go to go to yeah we're gonna go to 50 uh, we'll go basically to the 50 mark um and ronald's got a question which i can repeat for the uh people in discord
2: so we talked about the harvesting and the compounding how far are we away from the cup finance ui facelift where we can track the growth of our lp tokens it's a good one
0: um how oh, do you kind of want to repeat it for discord actually
1: i'll actually repeat it because i'm not sure i even understand uh,
0: um so uh well we've got a couple of ui updates that we're working on actually one of them is going to roll out today which fixes uh there's there's an issue right now where the uh, basically the APIs are loading really slowly and uh, the VAT like for example if you try to load the Cub website um, the Cub price doesn't load for like two minutes and then you know obviously the vaults don't load either um, so we're, we've got a fix ready for that which is going to get deployed today uh, and then along with that we have a UI update which adds um, some statistics at the top of the Kingdoms page so it'll show your total deposit. Um, which is basically everything you've got in all of the kingdoms um, and uh, the value of your assets. And then it'll also show the average APY you're earning uh, in in all the different kingdoms. And then it'll show your accrued cub rewards. So it's kind of the first step toward what Roland is talking about, which is um, our plan to release basically a dashboard um, that will show the value of your staked uh, assets and kingdoms growing over time. Um, so obviously, there's different metrics, and if you go to Auto Farm, they already have uh, a dashboard that that basically we're we're trying to replicate, um, which shows the U.S. dollar. Uh, you know, they've got a couple of different filters, but um, if you uh, if you look at what they've got, it's basically a, a chart, and it shows you know a holdings overview of what you've got, and you can see it tracked over time, like say for a month's time you can see it staked in USD. So you can see, you know, obviously if, if you're let's just say you're pooling only stable coins, obviously the staked in USD is always going to be increasing because it's not going to drop in value. Uh, but say Bitcoin, you're going to see the fluctuations of the Bitcoin price, kind of like a portfolio overview that you'd see on any, any standard investing website. Um, and then you're also going to see a, a metric called staked in token, which I think is one of the more interesting ones. So, let's say you're staking Bitcoin in the belt uh, kingdom, uh, you'll basically be able to see, like, let's say you start with one Bitcoin, you'll basically be able to see over time as it's auto compounding that one Bitcoin, you'll see the staked in token value rising over time. So you'll see it go from one Bitcoin uh, to like one point oh zero oh uh, one Bitcoin, 1.02 Bitcoin, and over time, you'll just see it ticking up. Um, so, so that's gonna, we don't really have a timeline on that yet um hopefully before the the polygon platform is ready um because obviously i'd like to have that that migrated uh when we launch polygon so
1: yeah i'm looking forward to that Uh, but there's
0: gonna be an update today which will add a half measure toward that toward that uh end goal
1: nice uh let's see what do we got um any plans on more splinterlands integration Jeremiah asked in YouTube. Uh, um,
0: no, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I don't really keep up that much that Neil would be a good person to ask for, for Splinterland stuff. Um, yeah, I don't really keep up, uh, keep up with Splinterlands too much. I did hear that they're doing something with Binance smart chain. Though.
1: Oh, cool.
2: And then, uh, uh one of the questions, so the, the email that went out Think a week ago that talked about the, you know the targeted dates for different launches when's the next uh post going out in regards to that roadmap
1: so yeah so Ron, the uh might we just repeat that for the people on Discord God. so Ron was asking yeah. about basically the next update um for uh the roadmap which actually was a question we got uh in one of the tracks as well so um what are we looking at
0: yeah. So all of those, so there was a, a roadmap posted with a bunch of different press releases that we were working on. Um, and, uh, and basically we, we decided to push back and, and spread out the release of all those different posts. Um, so all those posts are basically like queued up, ready to go. Um, but, but we spread out the release of them a little bit to, uh, to accommodate for, for a couple of different things. The The Kingdom's launch was delayed by about three or four days. So we spread that out. Um, and then the bnb rewards obviously so uh we decided basically just take those press releases and spread them out a little bit more um and uh the next one i think is the uh the economics post um and i'm not sure when when our plan to to roll that out is um but yeah i mean it's the uh the answer that everybody already knows
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> soon day soon day uh, but the Kingdoms UI is getting released today, the updated uh, UI. So, uh, so there's, it's pretty likely that we'll have some sort of post out um, by the end of the day today.
1: Cool. Um, so, uh, I'll answer this one for you. Uh, it's me, Mary, on YouTube said, "When Daily Cal podcast, um, no, no he's not allowed. i I forbid him from doing daily podcast." <laughs> Bandwidth not existent. Um, Stay yeah. focused on development. Yeah. I,
0: Yeah. Um, until uh, we can get more, more people doing different aspects of the project, I think there's not going to be a daily, daily show. Um, I just uh, definitely, you know, spread too thin in terms of development. Deve- well, development's never been more intense because obviously we're doing so many different things now. Um, and there's so many different developers working on, on different aspects of the project. So obviously, you know, we've got the IDO stuff being worked on. We've got the kingdom stuff being worked on. Um, we've got the new Leo finance mobile app being built. Um, we've got the, uh, what else are we doing? Uh, Polygon stuff. Um, we got stuff launching on buying smart chain, uh, collaborating with different projects. So. I'd say that stuff definitely, like Mitch was saying, definitely takes the priority over doing a daily podcast. Yeah. But I do think it's, it's possible that I'll do that at some point.
1: Oh, yeah. I know Ron wants the uh, daily uh, options trading podcast.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> right. the, so the, for sure, for sure. Um, and maybe one day I can be a part of that. Uh, we'll see. Um, so the the mobile app, that's the first step to what to come. And what I mean by that is that the mobile app is great in that I can read content, but it's not really user friendly in terms of writing um, articles. You know, I see that being beneficial when Project Blank comes. So, you know, what's the um, what's the intent or initiative with launching the mobile app?
0: Well, there's a, there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, so in terms of in terms of functionality, it's going to be very similar to using Leo Finance on you know, your mobile device on the website. So, you know, for example, uh, when I use Leo Finance on my mobile phone, um, what I'm usually doing is reading content and you know, upvoting content uh, and then uh, writing comments. Um, so the mobile app will be a lot of that stuff. Uh, and then also other features like uh, push notifications. So just imagine, you know, if you wanna see when someone votes on your post, you get a notification about that. Uh, if you wanna see, uh, you know, if a transfer is sent to your account, you can see that. If you wanna see, you know, when you earn rewards and can claim them, uh, you can see all that stuff. Um, and then obviously, um, you know, you can see when your favorite authors uh, post a new piece of content and you'll get a push notification, you can click on it. So it just adds like a whole new set of features uh, that most you know mobile applications like a Facebook or uh, an Instagram would have. Um, and then if anyone here remembers Partico uh, from back in the day, from back in the uh, Steam days, um, it'll have a lot of those functionalities. And I know, um, you know, I I kind of miss using that that application uh, in terms of the push notifications and, and different features that it had. So that, and then obviously you mentioned the Project Blank stuff, which is gonna, this kind of sets us up for, for the Project Blank launch and that we're gonna use this mobile app uh, for Project Blank as well. Uh, we're gonna fork it and then have another mobile app. Um, so so it just kind of sets up definitely a more long-term, uh, long-term project. Um, it, you know, it's been in the works for a little while. So Makes a lot. Uh, it kind of sets us up for the future. Yeah. And then also the, Obviously, this is getting ported over, and this is more of a recent uh, idea that we had. Um, we are porting over the um, we're porting over the functionality of the mobile app, and then merging it with the web app, the existing web app. So, the uh, web application for Leo Finance is going to be completely, you know, radically different.
1: Yep. Yeah, and we talked about that a little, a little bit earlier as well. Um, I'm going to wrap things up with this last question. And it's funny because you mentioned Steam. So short segment said, back in the Steam of Days, you provided a service to new projects, creating new coins on Steam Engine. You seem to have have a lot of, excuse me, you seem to have a lot of experience with composable, solidity projects. Do you think you will eventually provide a service helping small projects create something with solidity? Um, Can you recommend a source for helping launch a project with composable, solidity. If I'm asking that correctly. <laughs>
0: um th- this somewhat kind of ties into idos. Um, so we're not, you know, necessarily helping people with solidity, uh, which is, you know, obviously the uh the uh, you know, contracts based stuff on uh on um on, you know, Binance Smart Chain and uh, Ethereum and these different EVM blockchains. Um, So, uh, you know, I I don't think we'll really focus on that. We're going to focus on our own contracts. But then in terms of giving people a platform uh, to gain community and traction and liquidity, um, that's kind of where the idea stuff comes in. Um, And uh, and yeah, so it's kind of where we're at with all that. Um, So I think ideos kind of provide the most
1: value. Yeah, seems and like see, uh... oh go ahead. I was just say it seems like audio is providing the service, just you know, it's for maybe I don't want to say larger scale, but it's not for like little, you know, uh startups, um, you know, random tokens. Right.
0: Yeah, we're able to to more provide a a liquidity and and launch pad, you know, it's definitely just like a launch pad, uh, which I think is a lot more valuable and, and definitely more scalable um for Cub. Um, and I seem to find the Dollar talking about BitCloud, which, um, I, I don't really know anything about BitCloud, but I don't even
1: know if they're built on a blockchain. Um, I've seen it, uh, no idea. Yeah, one of my real estate uh associates sent it to me asking me if I knew about it and like if I should sign up or whatnot. And I don't know, I wasn't super impressed by it, but it's you know, at the same yeah. time, something new starting up. But yeah, it's basically supposed to be, um, you know mobile app twitter ish slash social media so um but yeah do you have uh any uh things you want to share any announcements anything uh, that we haven't talked about um because for the most part we are good on the questions and i'm gonna wrap this thing up
0: yeah um so we've just got the new ui update rolling out and then obviously you know um, all of those press releases uh, that are still going to get rolled out um and then you know a lot of the stuff that we already talked about um and then uh, yeah basically uh i think we pretty much covered everything
1: cool i guess defines dollar point was like why spend time on project blank and just focus on the finance stuff given that but i don't agree with that because there's 8 000 million different social medias out there you know this a ton, a ton of things yeah. that are similar to Twitter that are doing well. I mean, so yeah, it's
0: like enough, why I create Instagram when you have Facebook?
1: Yeah, there's, in, <laughs> there's, there's enough. There's enough marketing. Instagram share beats go, Facebook. Yeah, there's enough market share to go around. So you just you know better marketing, yeah. better product. You know, right? But uh multitasking, doing many things badly—that's what devs are for. Don't worry, yeah, I'm on. Cal, I'm on. <laughs> I'm on. Cal's, I'm on Cal's butt about that. E myth. So cool. Oh, yeah, All yeah, right. Yeah. I'd say read it, but that would spend uh, more time. You can listen to the audio book when you're, uh, going for, uh, uh, a drive, a run or whatever. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Um, yeah. And we got caught up, which is good. Um, so looks like we covered everything at least in YouTube, uh, discord. Um, and, uh, we'll call it a wrap for the July 23rd, 2021. Cub Finance slash Leo Finance weekly M a So uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right, folks. Thanks, everybody. Peace. Later, Rollins. Yeah. See ya. Thanks for.